Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade slash video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the games we've tried, what we keep going back to, and what we might think would be great games to check out if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.fm. Welcome back to the, the podcast, Nick. How are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. How about uh, how's, uh, how's everything going up in the still somewhat somewhat frigid north? <laughs> it's funny, actually, because our kid, we have a, a tent trailer, family tent trailer, uh, as opposed to, I guess, our kids owning a tent trailer. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, we've set it up, and then the kids naturally right away are like, let's sleep in the tent trailer. And so actually, the, the day we set it up, it was like 25 Celsius, so like hot and nice, and so... They did, and then they've subsequently they've set, slept in a couple more nights. And last night it went down to about five degrees Celsius, which uh, for our American friends in F is forty one Fahrenheit. Yeah, sounds so funny. pretty chilly. Um, and and we we were like waiting for them to come in at eleven or two in the morning or whatever. And I think this is the one blessing to having stubborn kids is we said, hey, it's going to be really cold. You probably won't want to sleep in there last last night or whatever before bed and stuff. And they're like, no, no, we want to. It's going to be awesome. And and then even if they're freezing, they're still stubborn enough to just stay <laughs> there and not give in <laughs> just to prove us wrong. Right. But, uh, definitely we heard the like scramble at 630 or whatever in the morning of like, I got to go to the bathroom because it seems like if you're outside camping, I don't know if this is your experience when you're camping, you're in a tent, a trailer, whatever. And if the bathroom is far away, outhouse, whatever scenario you're in it always makes you have to pee that much more and especially when it's cold. And so anyways, there was a scramble. It, in the it, morning has been, for... it has been a while since I've been camping. Um, we actually, uh, my, my previous employer, my 10 year anniversary work anniversary gift was a tent, uh, which I guess is a, a thing instead of, you know, a watch <laughs> or something. I don't know what the traditional items were, but we have that. We have never used it outside, but it, uh, except for just for fun in the in the backyard or uh, whatnot. Um, my son has asked if we can camp in it on the roof, but the roof is like, you know, hard plastic uh, tiling because it's it's like a roof deck surface. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what we would put yeah. down to make that remotely comfortable, <laughs> like even relative to the ground. Um, yeah. I guess technically we could fit a tent like right behind our back door and before our neighbor's back door because we're kind of we're you know our unit is pretty packed in behind the houses it was built behind but um, right maybe we could fit one there uh, to to get his uh, his camping quarantine camping Qu- yeah. quamping <laughs> quamping is that a thing yeah it's funny our kids have been asking about what glamping is because they've seen that reference uh-huh. somewhere and it's like where this is the opposite of that whatever we're doing. yeah <laughs> for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a funny, funny thing. Like the the kids, it, and I thought they'd get tired of it, but um, every night they've been asking to do it more and more. So, whatever, it kind of gives us a little like all of a sudden the house is quiet, or like we can whatever. I mean, this isn't the most exciting thing in the world to do if you're you can be noisy at night, but like even just like finishing off some vacuuming <laughs> at ten <laughs> o'clock at night or whatever is suddenly right. possible again. <laughs> and watching TV shows with the volume at full volume instead of quiet for sleeping children is kind of nice so the uh in our quarantine corner <laughs> which i like how you spelled it q-u-o-r-n-e-r uh 
you mentioned drive-by birthdays and uh my one kid has uh had a birthday in march and we kind of it was like that situation where we we're like okay well once this is done because obviously at first it was like you know this won't go on forever we'll right. do a proper birthday now our other son's birthday is coming up in june and our, <laughs> the other guy still hasn't had a proper party so now we're stuck with trying to figure out two birthdays in june here in this quarantine time and yeah we'd mentioned the drive-by birthday idea and it's like coordinating at this point i feel like everybody's kind of burnt out on trying to coordinate all of that at first it was neat for people to do but now we're like okay that's that's enough we've we've had to organize enough of those things in school and everything else is going on still and can't we just you know have a some pizza and watch a movie right <laughs> what, what's what's going on in your world in that area um, yeah, so one of my son's classmates, um, had a birthday this past, uh, I think it was Saturday and, and they just kind of set up a, a little like party station at the end of their driveway and some folks drove by and like sang happy, happy birthday from their cars. We actually got out, uh, with masks on and, you know, dropped off a card and then stepped back and then they came and got the card and, you know, kind of keeping the, the social distancing going, um, my son definitely was like, so this is like the first real kid interaction time he's had now in a couple months, basically, because um, he, he's our only, our only child. So there's nothing, no one else, no siblings at home. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just us and then video chatting with like his cousin and some of his classmates. Um this is the first in-person interaction. And there were also some like parents there he didn't recognize. So he was definitely kind of like, whoa, a little bit. Um, but he was, he was generally excited by the idea. Um, and then, uh, yesterday we actually went to another one of his classmates houses to drop off, um, some masks. My, my wife has been making masks for us and she also made some for her friend who's this other parent. Um, and so we, we dropped them off at their house and, you know, we're like waving from the end of their front walk. And I think that was uh, last night before going to bed, he was expressing, some some feelings about that that like we were we were so close but he couldn't actually play with his friend his classmate um yeah and uh yeah i mean you know his his birthday isn't until october and it does not seem likely that a house full of kids is going to happen uh this year (laughs) no exactly that's what we did with friends we actually had a, a, a driveway slash garage door movie watching time where like they set up on one side and we set up on the other side. Everybody brought their own snacks and kind of like that. We felt like if we sit down and watch a movie, then the kids will actually sit and we won't have to like try and keep them apart. Right. <laughs> and, and so then that was kind of like a way to like be together without, you know, spitting on each other and stuff. And that was good, but it, yeah, it is that feeling of like all of a sudden, well, that was great, but, now we need more yeah <laughs> especially for the kids i think it was just kind of like it's good but it's also a bit of torture to you know have to be apart still in light of knowing that you experienced that so we've we are we're in the like size of 10 kind of group groupings as a family unit kind of thing and so my wife's parents are part of our family unit and so the kids now are like anxious to go to grandma and grandpa as much as they possibly can just because it's the only other place they can go. Right. <laughs> and, and so that's been a bit of a relief for everybody, I think involved, um, both for grandparents to see grandkids, but also for us to not see our kids for a moment or two. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, um, my, my sister is local and my, my parents are local ish. Um, but we have not yet 
like decided that actually the eight of us are all practicing the same level of quarantine <laughs> to get together. Um, um, yeah, it's and tough. Especially, you know, I mean, my parents are older, so they're in the at-risk group, and well, we'll we'll have to figure yeah. out how that shapes up as the as the summer continues, and you know what the local um, risk looks like with testing and how many cases and all that stuff. Um, we're yeah. you know kind of getting into summer where we signed up for like the the school districts online month of of I think it's July. You know, they'll be doing different online materials and. We've tried to use some of our local museum memberships that we have. They they're doing online stuff, and you know, so we can log in and have like you know little conversations with the one of the docents or something, um, just to try and keep that variety of activities going. Uh, you know, so what's uh, in Kids Corner? What's uh, what kind of things have you been playing with with your son? Um, so his um, his screen time varies. What he's interested in. Uh, his, he's been doing some of the like sort of toy coding exercises that I've mentioned before, some of which were like provided by the the tech teacher at his at his elementary. Um, and he kind of just likes fiddling around with those. Um, and then uh, sometimes we play together. We haven't played a lot of uh, any Apple arcade games lately, but uh, we started playing um, abduction. Which is an old, which is Cyan Games. I I backed it on Kickstarter like the month after he was born, and never sat down to really play <laughs> it. I like walked around the opening area and like talked to one character and then put it aside and just haven't touched it. Um, so we're especially because he he'd fiddled around with the iOS port of Mist briefly and is kind of generally interested mm-hmm. in the idea of like figuring out puzzles. He's messed around with some of the room games uh, a few months back. So um, we started playing that together, you know, sort of I was driving and he was kind of noticing things and uh, and he walks around some too. And he's really interested in it because there's, there's this sort of story and I don't know the story, unlike sometimes when we play games together where I've played it before. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's liking there's, there's some, there's some mystery, there's some aliens maybe um, and, and so on. So, uh, that's that's been pretty fun. Um, I think we've put, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half into it in the last week or so, um, <clears throat> and just yeah, gen- generally a, a kind of a a fun game to play. And and we're using a a controller, uh, which is a little different from the mm-hmm. way I used to play all the old Mist games. Yeah, it's like so. Is it um, in the same vein as Mist, where you're you're looking at a effectively a painting of a a room, or do you actually get to walk around? I only I played Mist. Unless I'm mixing up my games. Yeah, so... <laughs> you the right um, one. Let's see, I'm trying to remember when they added free walking to the Mist games. It was... Oh, okay. I want yeah, to say I it was Mist played it before that, 4. Or maybe it was Uru Ages of Mist. Um, one of those was was built on top of like a real-time 3D engine. Um, okay. Whereas, yeah, all the earlier games were, you know, those, those sort of beautifully rendered. And I mean, the first two were actually basically hyper massive hypercard stacks with little embedded videos and pre-rendered images. Um, but yeah, I've, I played all the Miss games. I, I was like learning the Denis language and reading the novels. I was really into it uh, <laughs> in middle school, perhaps unsurprisingly. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's fun. It's, it, as far as I can tell, it doesn't, it's not part of the same universe, but the general idea of, you know, finding yourself in this uh, alien world and trying to piece together what's happening by reading like the documents and seeing little videos of various characters. Um, 
to, to understand what's going on while also figuring out like, oh, I have to like power up this device in this one area and then I can go back to the other area and now there's some switch I can flip and you know, the, the usual sort of puzzle style of, of those games. And it's like, it's uh, it's probably a good like, whatever, a 20 minute or hour long kind of like thing where you can figure out a puzzle or figure out a level or whatever. And then it's not, doesn't, you can, there's an easy sort of end point, I guess is what I'm wondering. That's what often with kids games or games that you're playing with your kids it's often like it just per- goes on forever. And so there's never like a nice sort of cha- end of the chapter of a book kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it varies. It, actually, when we were wrapping up with our last session, you know, we had just found like a tape recorder with a recording on it from some of the characters. And we were like, oh, we'll we'll listen to this and be done. And then it turned out that was like five plus minutes of exposition that you know, you, you don't know when you hit the little play button that it's going to be just characters talking at you for a while. Um, it was interesting, yeah. but um you know, in terms of determining an endpoint, you can kind of stop anytime, but then it's kind of like, well, you know, do we want to stop before we've walked back over to the generator or whatever? Um, so fig- figuring out that balance. Um, and uh, so the another sort of news that that's kind of kids slash uh, we can transition to Switch Corner as well. But yeah, uh, Minecraft Dungeons came out this last week after being sort of hyped for a while. And actually, I'm I'm surprised. Um, I, I'm, and I shouldn't be, I guess, but I'm surprised my kids were really excited about it initially when it, it was announced and talking about it. And then now that it's out, they, and I think it's core, um, combined with the fact that they've gotten back into Fortnite in a bad way, um, that they actually haven't been pressing to pick it up at all. And so we haven't bought it yet, but I'm really curious. I've heard from a few folks on Twitter, Jay from uh, Good Stuff Community is playing it. I know he said with his, his kids, I think, and uh, another Twitch streamer I follow. Yeah, I think Jay um, mentioned he was kind of thinking of it being like the entry point to like Torchlight and eventually, you know, other games in that in that genre. Yeah, which would, could be fun. Like, that's what I've tried to sort of like slowly in, introduce my kids to like RPG kind of style, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever related kind of stuff. And um, Breath of the Wild is certainly like has a bit of that in on the Switch where it's, you know, a big adventure that you're on and you're leveling up as you go and going into dungeons and and uh things like that to to fight right. monsters or whatever um and this seems like it would be a great especially because you can do four-player co-op on the same device um that's like a huge especially like when the whole pandemic thing first hit was almost like would have been lovely to have instead of having three computers managing minecraft servers and stuff um but maybe they're just minecraft out now and the idea of doing more minecraft isn't as exciting but so i'm gonna wait and see whether we pick it up eventually or not um and uh yeah and also just the decision now of like for our family is like which platform it's not actually available on mac anymore so or like minecraft is available for mac but this minecraft dungeon is is not so it's windows uh playstation 4 xbox or switch are the platforms i believe they're on and so it's it is a decision of like okay where are we going to realistically use it the most and I don't have a Windows gaming PC at all, so that's not an option. But we do have Xbox or Switch, and kind of like, yeah, the the debate of which one is more. I, I think the Switch version seems like the logical choice, just for portability of we take it on a trip someday and be able to play it wherever we happen to be, land uh, versus carrying an Xbox. Right, around. where where's that co op experience the best uh, for for the family? Um, so does it does Minecraft Dungeons is that sort of entered the equation for you guys at all? I you know I think. I think maybe he's still a little bit young for that content. So he definitely has uh, a, a fair bit of awareness of like RPGs and as, as a concept from a couple ways. So one, we've played, um, 
was it game dev tycoon so he kind of understands <laughs> the idea of game genres and that there are different genres that you do different things and then he also is aware of the like somewhat forbidden bookshelf of my old D uh books like uh, that's up <laughs> that's in awesome. up in our room um that i've never yeah. uh, been able to get i've never wanted to get rid of even though i'm not actively playing in any campaigns um so we, you know because I've told him like, oh, that's inappropriate. But like the idea that like, oh, there's like monsters and swords and dice and and all that. So we've we've played uh, a little bit of like just sort of storytelling between each other in person, or um, we've done a round of Dinosaur Princess, which is a very like lightweight, elementary targeted collective storytelling RPG uh, game system. Um, so I think he'd be interested, but I think content wise. Uh, probably not quite there yet. And he's interested in the idea of Minecraft too, although I think more on the building side. But uh, skill level wise, I don't think it'd be quite fun for him yet. Um, I don't know if you found that with your youngest in terms of like having enough experience with the controls to actually have fun in the game versus just getting frustrated. Yeah, it definitely like there's a like many things with kids when they're learning. It's like it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And all of a sudden it just like clicks and it's just like it's a fast downhill slide into or I guess whatever. That's a bad analogy, maybe. Or, but it, all of a sudden, it works really well. Like right. we were just talking actually about our youngest, who's seven, um, and how I mean, it helps having older siblings that you're sort of chasing, I guess, or friends that you're sort of like trying to keep up with. There's a certain motivation there, even if it's frustrating. You know, you can see what the result is of of working in that a little harder or playing with your dad or whatever. Um, um, but yeah, all of a sudden, it was like it clicked for her. And playing it on the computer, even too, especially that's where like versus an Xbox controller, which has a very you know defined controller and buttons that are in specific spots, versus you know on a computer where it's just your mouse is over here and just all the sort of mechanics of playing a game on a computer that you sort of take for granted. Um, yeah, all of a sudden it clicked for her, and and playing with cousins online definitely helped. Where you're there's motivation, even if you're just chatting with your cousin mm-hmm. online while you're playing, there's you're having fun, even if the game is a little bit frustrating or whatever. So. Um, yeah, it's, I think Minecraft is actually, uh, one of the better ways to learn sort of that keyboard mouse combo. Cause it's not as, uh, especially the, what's that third person view, right? Where it's not side scrolling and, and trying to figure out some sort of like tactical RPG game or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and controlling a whole bunch of things. But you're just like, it's your view into the world. You're walking around. It's fairly stress-free, especially if you put it in creative mode and running and jumping and learning how to sort of navigate the world and turning around and all that kind of stuff that happens in those games that again like i take for granted just because i grew up as those things came out (laughs) we kind of had to learn it just like riding the bike or whatever (laughs) if you wanted to do any of that kind of stuff um so it's yeah i I think it's a great platform to learn on and um and try out and like it's still i mean i mean there's like whatever billion people that play minecraft it's just it's a game where you can invest in it now, not to sell you on it, but for listeners who are like thinking about with kids, especially with Minecraft, well, it's 30 bucks. Is it worth it? And I might end up having to buy another copy for myself so we can play together. We've far outlasted any sort of budgetary concerns, I guess, in terms of worth of, of spending the, whatever it is per license these days, 30 bucks or whatever, depending on the platform of a Minecraft license. It's yeah, we've gotten so many hours of <laughs> entertainment, fun out of it so So which platform do your kids mostly play on well up until this year they played on the xbox primarily just because they all universally thought that's easiest it's the most fun it's easiest simplest uh and the single tv splits into four screen view if you up to four people playing um and that was by far their 
preferred platform, even though I tried sort of pushing my kids to playing on the computer because I felt like that's the better experience, your mouse, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and definitely more hackability in terms of adding things to the game or et cetera. Um, but they, yeah, with the pandemic stuff and over the last year or so, they've switched back to or to computer version um just because of the flexibility i think having they have a a cousin who he's a little bit older like uh uh, less than a year older than our oldest and he's really into the computer version and customizing and coding in it or whatever and stuff and so that too has sort of sparked a bit of inspiration there i think and then and then being able to play yeah multiplayer online uh minecraft realms as a server is really easy to join and set up with and you can do that on consoles as well um but yeah, just combined all those things together, they kind of gravitated towards the computer. Obviously, you have to have computers for people then <laughs> enough. Right. And uh, that's, that's the other great thing with it. Not to, this is like Minecraft pitch show, I guess, but <laughs> uh, it runs on really old Macs, even like a 2013 MacBook Pro, I think is what one of our kids is using and and plays just fine on that. Like there's, yeah, there's no sort of slowdowns or weights or whatever and things like that. So right. No, I, I was curious because I, I think, um, you know, Minecraft is certainly in my son's consciousness between the, like, all the shirts and swag and stuff that, you know, some of his friends wear and some of them definitely are playing, I imagine, with with parents. And then the Minecraft story interactive thing on Netflix that he's fiddled around with on on his profile. Um, we just have never sat down and and played it. And part, part of the part of that was I never got into it at, at its peak time as an adult. And then part of it, partially because at the time he was like a baby uh, and needed yeah. <laughs> more attention than, you know, uh, my mining. The, the sort of the not sure which version or which platform to go, get on because like, oh, well, there's an iOS version, but it's really limited because it's pocket edition. So it can't do a lot of the server side stuff. And then not knowing like, oh, is there, well, there's like the good stuff server. Would I join that? Or would I do realms or run my own or or what, right? Like, so that yeah. uh, level of project uh, combined with my my current workload and, you know, just kind of how the quarantine kind of sucks up our mental energy right now, or the pandemic rather. Um, I have not thought about it. I, I still think maybe he's a little too young, but but maybe we can try something sooner rather than later, like later this year. Yeah, and actually I should say, just to clarify, if you're not familiar with it, um, you can run locally, like you could have, um, there's the only distinction in terms of who can connect with what in terms of devices and platforms is the Mac version is running in Java. It's the, called the Java edition. Right. And that version kind of stands alone and connect can connect over the internet to servers that are not, um, they either have to be Java servers or there's the new Minecraft server. And you can, the new Minecraft, proper Minecraft server style, um, I'm butchering the names of it, I forget what the official name is, it, but um, those ones connect, like if you're on iOS, uh, Xbox, Switch, I believe, and even PS4 and Windows, play uh, minecraft those all can connect to the same server style realms or self-hosted server Um, it's just the mac version is locked to a certain style of server java edition and so you can run a server that both windows and mac can connect to in realms or self-hosted but that's it they can't be joined by an ios player or xbox player and so that's where our struggle is if any if there is a struggle in all of it it's that 
Uh, and again, I would look for what their friends are on and go there. Um, but I'll, more importantly, I think, is what you and your son, let's say, or you, your wife and your son could play together. Because uh, our kids actually just the other day, our 12-year-old, our almost 13-year-old was reminiscing about like the first world he and I played in the same way he might reminisce about like a camping trip you went on right. as a seven-year-old or whatever. Like he was like, I wish we could find that world again and go back and re- yeah. remember how we built the stuff. And we were, you know, like figuring the game out together. And I, cause I didn't really know the world. And then that's what, what you were saying there kind of triggered for me is just remembering that and kind of like exploring this world together. He got super frustrated the first week. Cause I was trying to like play it, you know, legit in survival mode mm-hmm. and like, no, we're going to tough this out. And like, so he dies, loses all his stuff and his like meltdown temper tantrum. <laughs> right. And, you know, kind of like, oh, maybe I'm pushing this a little hard or whatever. But uh, yeah, like they still remember those worlds that you kind of play in. And even if it was for only like 10 hours of playtime in that world, it's like stuck uh, in your brain. And to this day, I think any Minecraft players played any amount of time will tell you that the just the, the music of Minecraft is like actually really soothing, even though if you've never heard it too much or played it too much, it seems kind of like just generic video gamey background music but there's something about that where it's like actually a soothing kind of calming <laughs> sound that i can hear and like so that's where playing minecraft even on the good stuff server at times or whatever is just kind of like a nice uh decompression kind of game for me anyways uh as opposed to something like breath of the wild or or more action games or whatever where you have to like figure things out and there's a, a race or a puzzle or right it's yeah it's, it's a little like, more meditative yeah, it's a bit more like Lego in yeah. that sense, where you're just without having to clean up. <laughs> so, anyways, that's what, that was a long <laughs> pitch for Minecraft. Uh, yeah, I I think it's one of those things I've like I said I've been meaning to check out and just have not uh, not gotten around to. Um, and and like I said, trying to calibrate for for his age and skill level and patience level. Um, yeah, but you know maybe creative mode on the right server and. Um, yeah, like, like you said, what about reminiscing about old worlds? I mean, it's just a reminder how real these spaces are to us, right? Like, um, yeah, I, I think back to some of my old, you know, group experiences playing World of Warcraft with friends, obviously there, the game world is more fixed, but, um, you know, what you do in it is determined by what you're doing with the other players. And, and there are moments I remember, uh, vividly from 10 plus years ago, now almost 15 years ago. Um, from the early game uh, that were just really, really fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, there are things that remind me of that, whether it's like uh, maybe hearing a snippet of the music or um, occasionally dropping into Hearthstone, as I mentioned the other uh, the other episode. <laughs> um, and yeah. actually, I just saw the, you know, the board game Small World? Yeah. And so there's going to be a Warcraft licensed edition that is set in Azeroth. Uh, which is kind of tempting, uh, you know, where you you're playing the different factions to take over territory. Um, That's a game I've never played. I think you and I and Jay actually speaking of Jay again, we were talking. He was tweeting about it. I think it was like on sale somewhere. The video game version of Small World was in a bundle or humble bundle or whatever. Yes, at some point in the last little few months, and I've never played the board game version and or the video game version as either. And I didn't end up picking it up. I kind of wish I had, but just because there's so much going, so many options and things we're doing, I need to like regulate myself but uh yeah it's it looks it always looks like a fun game to try out and and i i'm just just like you with minecraft i'm kind of like torn between do you go a video game route and introduce them that way and then they're like the real game is kind of like an uh a bringing it to life or whatever or is do you go the other way around where it's like the yeah play the real yeah. game and then add on the video game later if if necessary i guess i can i can speak at least to board games and having played some board games heavily online that i also knew have played 
in person, like Dominion, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And I spend a lot of time on the old, uh, speaking of ancient Java applications, the old uh, Brett Spielfeld um, <laughs> system, which is this German uh, board gaming <laughs> community uh, where where some of the major Euro game companies have licensed their games to them, and then you can like log in and play. Um, but uh, for the most part, those games it's much faster to play and set up on the digital version, but learning is really helped by having the physical version with the, with the really understanding the relationships to the pieces and how you move them around as opposed to when the computer just goes, yeah, whoop, and now some state has changed in the game and there's not an obvious uh, visual right. tactile component to that. So that's a, a long aside about uh, games and, and whatnot, but um, I guess we could, we could get into some, some Apple arcade, uh, uh, right. Although I didn't, we, I, isn't that what? <laughs> yeah, I guess sort of. That's what this show is about. Um, now, uh, how many minutes in? I think you had mentioned you were going back to to Breath of the Wild. Have you have you played played more? Are you kind of like unlocking stuff, or yeah, it's it. I put in those kind of five steps forward, two steps back. It's it feels a little bit like that right now, where I'm I'm like I think I'm not powered up enough for where the world area that I'm in, and so I'm having battles with these like it's like really cool monster battle or whatever, and almost win and then die and have to go back and right. restart like kind of like journeying it's just spending a lot a lot of time journeying from one area of the map to the other and then not getting to a save point or whatever and having to sort of figure out where to go again and i kind of like i i tweeted about it a couple of weeks ago i think where i was just like these are the things this is where i'm at what do i do like i'm, I'm not even sure whether i'm supposed to go on this mission or if there's something i'm missing first to go and people are like you're barely into the game kind of and yeah. there's so much yet to explore and which is fun but also like c- kind of overwhelming when you're like i said i've said before it's you know you play for an hour or two at a time every week ish and uh trying to remember what you need to do and and it is like there is some difficulty to the game for sure um not that it's like incredibly hard but just there's things where just to unlock some maps and whatever of where you are and things like that where it's a bit of strategy and you know, figuring out how to best accomplish a task and you die and you have to repeat it. And um, I think I'm, it's, it's doing some of these things as a parent where you're in efficiency mode because you've got limited time that then right. those things kind of, whereas on a, normally like on a Saturday, if I was just like playing for four hours, who cares? It's fun. Right. You're just kind of like enjoying it. But yeah, when it's like, okay, I got to quickly do this and get to bed because otherwise tomorrow I'm going to be a wreck. <laughs> figuring out when, when Link can do the dishes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's not part of the game strategy when you're 16. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, so so kind of uh, the, the reason I went back to that is because one of the, the latest release on Apple Arcade is also a, an RPG of sorts, uh, Towers of Everland. And I tried mm-hmm. it. Uh, unfortunately, this game is is definitely not for me. Uh, it... Um, <laughs> It, so it's it's got kind of a classic mechanic of of grid based movement. So like you're it's a 3D game, but you just you can move on a grid. You know, so you can move forward, step left or right, and then turn and face um, uh, different one of the four directions. And there are enemies, and each it's definitely got that RPG element of where you're supposed to like keep leveling up and get better swords and armor and shields. And there's a couple different classes you can play. Um, I tried the stone golem. But there's also like a spellcaster and a warrior and a rogue. Um, 
one of the key mechanics of the game is blocking. So, you know, you sort of move up to the grid square adjacent to an enemy and, you know, time your blocks with their attacks, then attack them back. And I could mm-hmm. not get the hang of it. I don't know if there was something I missed during the tutorial or or something with the timing was not obvious, but I was taking a lot of incoming damage, which which was making it very hard to clear a given tower. Um in the game, these tower, these magical towers full of monsters are springing up, uh, and you, that's what you have to go clear. Um, they're all like three to four stories, at least so far, that you have to get to the treasure box at the top, treasure chest at the top. Um, so there's a little bit of story there. Uh, it's a little thin. Um, yeah, it just it it's a it's a big game. It's it's got kind of this uh, slightly cutesy animated style, but it's got a lot of weapons. So not not uh, not something I would play with my son. Um, I think it's rated nine plus um you know honestly like if i wanted to play a game like that i would just go back to like NetHack or angband like one of these old uh (laughs) ascii art games where you're moving on a grid and the monster is a is a at symbol um (laughs) and then you like (laughs) items drop and you pick them up so i don't know it just it didn't grab me um i i could see if if you like that kind of just leveling and like fairly straightforward gameplay where you're not having to explore a huge free world like you can just say like all right i'm gonna go do a dungeon each dungeon takes like maybe 10 minutes to explore or tower i should say um if you like that kind of snackable rpg experience i could see that being really appealing but yeah just for me the me- the mechanics weren't there i just i the the top uh voted review on apple arcade starts with to say this is a real rpg really is an injustice to the genre <laughs> <laughs> so some some blistering commentary from someone yeah. named polar bear kev um i i wouldn't go quite that far uh like i said it, you can really see the roots in these older text-based rpgs with just really nice graphics on top of that mechanic but yeah it just right. didn't click didn't click for me um the other one i tried that uh i have not yet uninstalled from my phone uh and freed up a, a 1.2 gigabytes uh is winding worlds which i think you had actually mentioned or reminded me about a few weeks ago um and this is one of those very uh touch centric lightweight puzzle games with kind of a cool art style um so i've i've i'm like three or four worlds in now um and the the idea is that the controls are basically like up down or left right and on any uh, you swipe on the screen but everything is like spiraling around or rotating around uh so you're you're basically trying to align the characters on little like planetoid looking things with objects in the world. And then you can tap and take an action. So you're, you're basically like completing puzzles by like moving around the world and like picking up, you know, three items. And then you can go to this other place and swipe and unlock and it'll zoom in and give you like a little puzzle you have to do to like connect the pipes or something like that. The controls are a little fiddly. Like I felt like my brain hadn't quite figured out whether I wanted to go like up, down or left, right for any given action. Uh, maybe as I got into the game, as I get into the game more, I'll I'll kind of click on that. Um, there's some interesting story. I mean, you're you're like this girl, so some creature kind of gives you access to this this other set of worlds, and you go to each world and you're trying to solve a problem and help people, which is kind of interesting. So it's like little quests, but it's not clear. Like you're kind of trapped in this limbo world in between, and every time you beat a world, you're filling up this little spiral. So I don't really know where the story is going, but it's interesting. Um, <laughs> another Apple Arcade game with a uh, really well executed art style, like a you know the 
the designers and creators yeah. had a very clear vision of what they wanted the game to look like, and they they committed to that thoroughly. So that's that's one of the things I think we keep coming back to with arcade in general is that um, whoever is selecting game developers is has a very specific idea in mind, and they really want to avoid the the sort of generic uh, shouty guy app icon trend in the in the yeah. general app store if, if you know where everything kind of looks samey yeah the clash clash of clans kind of classic warrior guy or muscle head or whatever yeah. viking kind of look or whatever that draws people in yeah basically, basically every game that you've seen like uh an in-app ad for another game like they none of the apple arcade games look like those yeah it's almost i wonder if like part of that is just the the fact that apple says here's some money to develop the game and so the for the developers they actually have like a a commitment and they know that they're going to get x amount of dollars out of the game and so they can afford to hire that designer whereas other games are like have to go with more like cookie cutter stuff because they spend they're going to spend the same amount of time developing the game and the the mechanics of it that sort of code were side but the design is where they can cut corners on maybe and that's a very gross like sort of over exaggeration or gen- generalization i guess of game development but um I, one thing i noticed in the description for the game is that it says right in the line items is two hours of gameplay which is a funny thing like that i don't think you would ever see i, I can't say this for sure but you know for pay pay for game uh where they you know exactly outline especially in the app store um what just like that this is going to get you two hours of gameplay and because generally they want you to buy it and not really worry about be thinking about what the dollar per hour or whatever right ratio is on a game uh and I, as i say that i know that i've heard of games like definitely in reviews they'll talk about how many hours of gameplay you have or whatever um but yeah like visually it looks amazing and again another game where i think an apple tv like imagine seeing this on our tv or whatever at in our basement living room or whatever where playing this together as a family and figuring it out and stuff or with a few kids together um would be great so i'm just gonna in, in case Apple's ever listening, I'm waiting for the Apple TV to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I could see it working pretty well with the controller because, like I said, it's basically just up, down, left, right. Um, it seems natural to swipe, but maybe that's part of where my confusion is because you're not actually like moving things with direct manipulation like you do with most multi-touch interfaces. You're just really moving the direction, and then that causes something to right. spin. So maybe that layer of, of indirection with the controls would actually be easier than a, than a touch-native uh, interface. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting on that, uh, that Apple TV potential as well. Um, I don't know. I, I imagine their whole product timeline is funky this year uh, with the pandemic, so... We'll we'll see if there's something yeah. fun out there because I I would love to play some of these um, arcade games on a screen larger than a, a 16 inch laptop because I have yet to update my old iMac to Catalina. Um, you know it's it's from 2013, so I'm I'm worried about stability, but also my my old Steam library would all would would be decimated. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we should wrap up there. Thanks for listening to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast and other things. You can find me on Twitter at iChris. You can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as UltraNerd. That's N-U-R-D. And of course, you can find 25 Cents wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the Good Stuff Patreon, patreon.com slash goodstuff to support the show and the network that we're on. And we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.